Hello, and welcome to the Her Voice podcast. I'm Sana Aslam, your guest host for today. I'm a freshman in college, and today I'm joined by my friend Abigail McDonald. Today, we are going to be discussing sex expectations of teenage girls when we first came to college and how we feel like what we learned in high school is important, but some other things could be talked about as well. Today, we're trying to break the stigma and talking about sex, not just the actions, but the emotions as well. Hi, Abigail. How was your day today? Good. I had my first day of spring semester classes. I'm a first year, so this is my second semester of college ever. So it went pretty well. It was better than the first semester. Great. Today we're going to be talking about what your sex ed experience was when you were in high school. Sounds good. So can you tell us a little bit about your sex ed experience and like how many times you learned about sex throughout high school? Yeah, so I did have like sex ed class in middle school, but in high school specifically, I had one quarter of it. So a half semester of it my freshman year. And we talked about like STIs. We talked about safe sex in the sense of like using contraceptives and condoms. Obviously, it was a really short amount of time. Um, So that was problem number one. But problem number two was that we didn't really talk about like the culture surrounding sex. And like, so it didn't, we didn't know if it was like normal for kids in high school to be having sex. Like, I mean, I can say, I can't say I left the class more confused, but I definitely left the class with a lot of questions that I didn't have before. Um, And had I not had older siblings, I think I would (laughs) have, I think I would have struggled more. Yeah. So Abigail actually went to a different school her freshman year of high school than I did. So I had a little bit of a different experience. I learned about it my freshman year as well, but it was just about like how to reproduce is the way I would phrase it. It wasn't at all about safe sex. It was just about teaching us how a baby was made. And then I had it again my second semester of my junior year, and that was safe sex. And we learned about it for about a week And that was after I was already sexually active. So it kind of was a useless class for me a little bit, I would say, just because I was already sexually active. So I was already, I was practicing safe sex, but I did not learn it through my high school. I learned it through like the word of mouth, basically. I don't know. It's just something that you kind of figure out yourself a little bit. You don't have older siblings either. No, I don't have older siblings. I'm the oldest. Yeah, so, so it's just friends your age, basically, and, like, your parents. Yeah, my friends who had older siblings as well. So they taught me a lot about that type of stuff. Yeah, so what do you feel was most missing from your sexual education in high school? And how do you feel like the school could have better prepared you for when you became sexually active yourself? Yeah, I mean, like I said before, like, the culture surrounding sex, like, I, I just fully did not understand it. As well as, like, the emotional component of it. Like, my mom used to say, like, oh, well, like, once you, like, go there, there's no going back emotionally. And, like, that's kind of all she said. And we talked more about it in depth. My mom's, like, great about it. But, like, I just didn't understand that, like, you know, it was – it's it, it has an emotional component that can be both positive and, and negative. And I feel like the teachers were just uncomfortable talking about it. But, you know, how else were we supposed to learn other than – you know, by experiencing it, um, or just hearing about it. So yeah, I would say that that both like the culture surrounding it, meaning like, how soon do people have sex? Like, is it normal? How far into the relationship? Like that sort of thing. And as well as like the emotional component. Yeah. Yeah, there's no time frame, I would say, like, everyone would agree on that. But the most important thing is that most people are like, 
some girls don't know that there is no time frame. And exactly, so yeah. like, it's I just needed to be informed of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just important to like remind people that everything happens like at your own pace. And it's not like, and just because you're dating for like three weeks or three months and you haven't done anything that doesn't necessarily matter. It's just how comfortable you are in what you're doing. For sure. For sure. And, and, and age and maturity plays into that, you know, like what if it's a sophomore dating a senior and like, the boys, the senior and the girls, the sophomore, like, what does that mean? Like it, there, there are all these sort of different, like, I don't know, just, just myths surrounding it and expectations that we all just make up in our heads. So I, I really would have appreciated if my high school sex ed had kind of debunked that for me. Yeah. They make it seem like everyone like goes out of high school, like already having sex when only like 40 or 50% of high schoolers actually do. Everyone just expects it to be like, just like a thing that you do like Normal. you must go to college you must go to college having lost your virginity or yeah else, no like, you're like, dead for oh and I know we're, we're focusing more on high school but like in college freshman year like especially I've noticed it and this is generalizing but more uh, with boys amongst boys like they're just like get it over with like just get it over with your first semester and like I could name like three people off the bat who did exactly that that I know from high school and like it just kind of like makes me sad because like I mean I mean treat it how you want but like I feel like you should feel comfortable and be sober for your first experience. Like there are a lot of things that just kind of happen in a rushed manner in college. And it's just out of embarrassment sometimes. And that's just like really sad because it can be like a really healthy, emotional, good thing, but um, you know, that's not the culture surrounding it. Yeah. Especially when you're in college and like, you know, there are just some things we can't, like we just don't feel comfortable discussing with the school or even with your close like friends and family. And like, what are some of the things you wish you knew? And like someone told you like before you had sex, like, I know you said like about like the time frame and all that stuff, but is there anything else that like you wish you knew? Like no one talked to me about like the, like withdrawal. <laughs> I was dating someone for over a year and like, obviously like had like a consistent kind of thing going and then when that ended I was like what do I do like I was like I had a whole year or you know less than a year of like consistently having sex with someone and then I that it ended and I like didn't want to have sex with a random person like I had this like emotional connection with someone and no one warned me of like the physical implications and fallout of a breakup like it's it's really hard obviously emotionally but there are emotions tied to the physical part too and yeah no one no one told me that it would be that hard I guess and it's something you kind of you might just have to experience to uh to to be smart about but yeah no one warned me about that I have not experienced that but from what I've like heard from like you and like a couple of other people is that it's mostly just like like an emotional connection, especially if you're like in a relationship with the person you lose your virginity with. And then they're the only person that you've ever had sex with. And then it's like, once you lose that part of like your relationship, like, what do you like, what do you do then after that? And how do you deal with those emotions? I mean, I I don't know. I'm not old enough or smart enough to know, but yeah, (laughs) like, it feels like, you know, after we're in, in college, like obviously there's a whole hookup culture and like they're, you know, Uh, that's a whole another subject but you know it feels like you're disrespecting 
the the relationship and the level of connection that you had with the person before if you just go hook up with someone random to like meet a physical need or to drown out an emotional um void um yeah and I know like like yeah it's really hurtful to the other person it can be hurtful to yourself um and it's just like the hookup culture really fuels that and it's just it's a really bad recipe for your mental health yeah hookup culture in college is certainly like that of a different level in high school just because you're quote-unquote adults and you're finally on your own for the first time and so when you're on your own for the first time and you don't have your parents telling you when to go to sleep or who can like be in your room or anything like that yeah it doesn't matter you're gonna go like off the walls a little bit in terms of like it's a it's a privilege but like when you get to college you treat it like it's your right and it's like exactly something that you especially with like COVID now too like the entire summer like the entire summer was spent like kind of like at least for the two of us like pretty much not hanging out with anyone else so then you get to a place where you're social again and on top of being social you don't know anyone and you're trying to meet people and figure out stuff and then like there's just this whole stigma behind it like one of the first questions I got asked by like like a girl or something was like oh my god like have you had sex yet and I was like that's really like that's what what Matt yeah I was like that's what matters oh god (laughs) like how was your first class have you had sex yet oh my god (laughs) yeah so it's just like yeah no it weighs super heavy on everyone's mind and on my campus it's 60% girls and 40% boys and it creates a very weird like power dynamic because there are more girls and less boys and they get to choose and it's just, it's weird. I mean, it, it, it shouldn't be on everyone's mind, but it's like a hormonal thing. And like you said, like yeah. we were all locked up this summer. So we're just raging over here finally like <laughs> on our own. And it's just like, it's just such a recipe for disaster, honestly, just emotional disaster and maybe physical disaster. I don't know. I've seen some ugly things um, so far since we're talking about like college and stuff like that, like in terms of like when you're meeting your new friends, what did you think that they were like missing or like, what did you realize they were missing about not talking about any of the feelings behind sex and just like the hookup culture and all that stuff? Because I think it's very important to have at least one person that you can confide in. I bet there are some like girls you met or some of your friends who like just didn't feel comfortable because it's not necessarily a topic that everyone feels comfortable discussing with. Yeah, like, I had a friend who had been dating this kid for, like, six months, and, like, they hadn't had sex yet, and she was, like, I know, I know, like, she was, like, ashamed, like, she was, like, oh, we'll get to it, and I was, like, oh, no, 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 like, it doesn't matter, like, it's your own timeline, and, like, I don't know, it's just, um, yeah, I would say that, like, our friend group was the first group of friends that she had were, or just people in her life where she could really talk about it and feel comfortable, and, like, that's so, like you said, like, so important because, and um, like, like I said, it's a very emotional thing. And it's, it's also like a really like a normal, like, healthy human activity that no one wants to talk to like their kids about maybe so it's it's easier to find a friend. So yeah, no, I feel like I was really lucky in that like I had you to talk about like, <laughs> like absolutely <laughs> everything. Like, like, yeah, details. But like, like, as like, awkward as that is in the beginning, like, it's so important, because like, you just avoid a lot of I don't know, like, negative thoughts, I think, or just kind of the wrong perceptions of it. Um, And just having your ideas validated is so important, because, like, we're all the same (laughs) when it comes down to it. And um, 
yeah, it's hard to feel uncomfortable or just like you have to keep it to yourself. Yeah, I would say especially girls tend to overthink a lot of things. And especially like maybe just you and of, me, I don't know. Yeah, maybe just us. But in terms of like, at least like my sexual experience, there are some moments where like something will happen. And it's like something that like no person should just overthink. And I'm just sitting there like thinking about it and thinking about it. And oh my God, what does it mean? What like, did you're I the do only wrong? Person. Like it's, you're the only person that's ever happened to. Like it always yeah. feels like. <laughs> and then I'll yeah. call you up on the phone and I'll be like, this thing happened. And you're like, oh, happens to me all the time. And I'm like, oh God, it's not just me. Glad I'm not <laughs> the only one who's alone. Like, it's just nice to know that you, that like, you're not crazy and you're not like, especially no, being like a young age, like no one like feels comfortable talking about it. So like when you do new things or like do things for the first time or anything like that, like you're going to question like, or at least I have sometimes like, does everyone do this? Or is it just me? Like, <laughs> yeah, am I no. weird? Yeah. Especially if like, there's a taboo surrounding girls watching porn or anything like that. So like, that's not even a resource. Like I know so many people who never have opened like <laughs> a porn website because like, it's not what girls watch or whatever. And so you, you're lacking even that exposure. So yeah, no, it's so I mean, so many people go through high school just, like, so blind, and it's not their fault. Like, they just might not have the resources, which is why it's so important to have a solid sex education because sometimes that's the only place they're going to get it. And, you know, that's not really fair to them to keep them in the dark. That's why, like, at our school, they teach us um, – I forget the proper term for it, but it's abstinence, like – Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's abstinence-based education. So it's, like, where we learn about, like, safe ways to have sex and, like, how to prevent teen pregnancy and STIs and, like, all that stuff. But it's, like, you need to stay abstinent, even though we told you all of this information. And so then it's just, like, when you teach someone about something new, like, and you don't open up, like, what you were saying earlier, like, an ability for them to ask questions. Like I remember when I was in fifth grade, at least we learned for the first time, like that was the first time I like learned about like, like how to have sex. And it was once again, like just how to reproduce. And they Mm -hmm. separated like the boys and the girls and they did like a little like sex question thing or like sexual, like health question thing. And like all these girls had so many questions and like the teachers just didn't know how to answer them because we were also like, 10 and 11 years old like yeah like how so far do like, I go <laughs> like how far do I go what do I say like all that stuff but I feel like that should be something that is done in high school because that's when those like like no fifth grader is having sex but like once you hit high school like that's when you sh- that's when people are becoming sexually active so that's when that stuff is actually relevant to be talking yeah. about yeah, I mean, even even eighth grade, I mean, and I don't know, some eighth grade, like things started to start. So, yeah, I, I yeah, think puberty. Just, yeah, I, I mean, you, you have to like be careful, but like, I feel like we're all so cautious that it, it kind of hurts people in the end. And like sex, like you're saying, like with absence based education, sex feels secondary. Like you shouldn't be doing it. But like, like if you must then like, here's what to do. And so it just felt like, okay, well, like now I'm just guilty. Like now I just feel ashamed. And it's just like, it's a normal human thing. Like it's just so hormonal. Like, you know, you can't control it. Like kids are gonna, (laughs) kids are gonna, teenagers are gonna do what they're gonna do. So at the, in the end, like you should just accept that. And I feel like we're getting there, but at least not with my education. 
We certainly are getting there. Granted, the first time I took sex ed was literally 10 years ago. Obviously, I'm not that old, but it's like things probably have changed since then. Things were a lot more conservative, I would say, in terms of like what people knew about sex. Like teenage pregnancy was like really high up until like the mid 2000s. And then that's when it started Mm -hmm. tapering off. Things could have changed, but there's still a long way to go. And like, I feel like another important aspect is like, is breaking the girls and boys apart, like during that, especially being in high school and being a teenager and being like a little like dumb and naive. And like, you just make (laughs) jokes about it. And girls, like teenage girls will get uncomfortable talking about that stuff around boys. And like, boys probably don't want to talk about that stuff around girls either. So it's like maybe having one class where you break them apart and do like anonymous questions or something like that. So that way, like no one feels embarrassed. No one knows who asked what, but just that way everything can get answered for you. I think also like, I don't know, it gets it gets harder and harder because like people are coming out younger and like, you know, oh, what yeah. if someone is like non-binary? Like where, what, like, what do they do? Like, where do they fall in the sex education? Like there's so much that they just don't cover and you know it seems easier like let's just split the class but then it's like I feel for them because like there's no like perfect way to do it but yeah I feel like getting you in a smaller group at least is is a better way to open people up to questions and feel more comfortable because god there's nothing worse than having an awkward sex ed teacher like they're the one who's supposed to like be there for you and like they're so awkward always which I can't blame them but like god find someone who can do it because like I said it might be someone's only resource and that's crucial I would say the most helpful sex ed conversation I had in high school was when at the end of our senior year we did the sexual harassment mm-hmm. like yeah. for call like pre- preparing us for college and like that type of type of stuff like our school like um broke us into like smaller groups and um we talked about like sexual harassment and like alcohol and like stuff like that but that conversation I think be just because we were all in college and we were all seniors like there's just a different level of comfort so I felt like that was at least like a little bit of more of like an open forum and the teacher and the teachers in that class were very good when they were talking about it like they didn't seem like that uncomfortable they acknowledge like this is going to happen like it's just regardless going to happen like we're not going to pretend anymore I don't know why college is the cutoff because it shouldn't be because people have sex in high school, but like they, they just accepted that like it was sex was a given and therefore you need to know this. And like, that was actually like a very progressive education. And we were actually the first grade, I think that our high school split up into those small groups. It used to be like the whole grade sitting in a forum or something, which would have been, yeah, no, that would have been so awkward. If there was one, like, one thing, just one thing you could say to any, like, teenage girl just, like, about, like, sex, like, what is the one thing you would say to them? I would say sex is an emotional thing, like, both positive and and it can be negative, too. And once you cross that line, like, there is, like, no going back. But it's at the same time, like, yes, it's, 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 it's a big deal, but it's also a totally normal healthy human thing and you should not feel ashamed of it and you should have a resource that you feel you know someone you feel comfortable talking to but you know it's it's there for you like when you're ready for it because it's very emotional and you shouldn't try and breach that too early um and even though the pressure is there just do your best to keep to your own comfort level because at the end of the day it won't be healthy if 
you're uncomfortable. I mean, that's the last thing that you would want. So yeah, understand that it's emotional, but also take your time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Of course, thank you. This episode of Her Voice has been a production of HerMD, a female forward wellness center in Cincinnati, Ohio. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerMD Health and sign up for our newsletter at hermdhealth.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, we hope you'll share it with your friends. They can listen to us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you'd like to share your sexual health story, you can reach out to us at info at hermdhealth.com.